When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. Mike Fratello, former NBA head coach, color analyst now with the Cavaliers and the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Mike, on, on our show, I've been talking about this a little bit in the last week or so. We know the Cavs picked up Donovan Mitchell because he's a star player. He's played like a star player. He's been nothing but outstanding on the court, off the court for the organization. He's done a great job for them. They gave up a ton to get him. Why? Because you want that superstar player in the playoffs, the guy who can who can win a game for you. And, and I've even with the way that the rest of the team has played, I've said, I think this team will go as far in the playoffs as Donovan Mitchell can take them. And I I looked up some numbers that I I thought were kind of stunning as as they turned out, as I saw what what it was. And this isn't a a disparaging thing, and it's Darius Garland that I'll I'll throw the numbers in there with, as much as it is at all, in fact, of what it is, to how important Darius or Donovan Mitchell is to this team. When Donovan has scored 30 or more points, and he's done that 26 times. Cavs have won 73% of the games. They're 19 and 7. When he doesn't score 20, it's happened 30 times, uh, 36 times. They're 21 and 15. So still pretty good record. That's when he doesn't score 30. When he doesn't play, they're 6 and 6. And this is to stress the important of importance of Mitchell. Because I think Evan Mobley's terrific. Jared Allen loved Darius Garland. Darius has scored 30 or more in eight games, and the Cavs are three and five in those games. So it oddly hasn't had quite the same impact as when Donovan does. When Darius hasn't scored 30, and that's happened 55 times, Cavs are good. They're 33 and 22, 60%. Oddly, and I don't get this one at all, but when he hasn't played, they're 10 and one, which is weird. So, and, and Darius, I think, is a tremendous young NBA player. But to me, that shows just how vital Donovan Mitchell is to the success of this team this year. And Mike, I, I got to think if he goes out and, and he could in a seven game series score 35 points in four games, they have a chance to win those four games. I, I think he leads the way. And if he's on, they could go deep. They could as far as as well as he plays, I think is as well as the team will play in the postseason. Thoughts? Yeah, for- what you've just said is you've said that Donovan Mitchell is a franchise player. That's how good he is. And Garland is a terrific young player. Absolutely. And been recognized as an all-star. But when it comes to carrying the franchise, and you talked about playoffs, how many people can score 50 points in a playoff hmm. game right? a- and do it more than one time? It's a short group. Yep. Yeah. And 
Donovan Mitchell has done that already. So when Kobe Altman and the front office people made that decision to go out and get him, and people said, well, he gave up an awful lot. You know, Markinen's playing good. Markinen was an all-star this year. Yeah, you're not going to get a, a player of the quality of Donovan Mitchell for a second-round draft pick. You had to put a package together that made sense to get this kind of talent. This isn't an old, broken-down former superstar that you're getting at the end of his career. This is a guy in his prime who's been to a number of playoff games who has scored big numbers and understands the pressure that goes with it and what it's all about. So this he's is played, he's played in 39 playoff games, Mike. He's averaging over 28 points a game in the playoffs. So he's answered the bell. Yeah, I mean, you want a guy that will turn around, look at his team and go, jump on my back. I'm taking you as far as we can go in these playoffs. And I think the rest of the players would admit that Donovan's the guy that, that if he has a, a really good playoff series, we stand the chance to move on to the next round. No question. You, you had a guy like Donovan as far as his position in the organization and Dominic Wilkins, Mike. How do you make sure the other guys get what do what they need to do and you get what you need out of them when you know it's about Donovan, you know it's about Dominique, and, but you you know you can't do it all by yourself. You've got to get the other guys to come along. What what kind of a challenge was that for you? And, and what kind of, of a challenge will it be for JB Bickerstaff? That's part of the dealing with players, having the interaction, having the open dialogue, and the other people being accepting of who Donovan is, what his role is, what he can do to help all of us win and work towards another championship for Cleveland. And that was the same in, in Atlanta with Dominique, you know, the surrounding young guys we had around him. We had a bunch of them, you know, Doc Rivers, Randy Whitman, uh, Cliff Levingston, Antoine Carr, John Contact, Scott Hastings, you know, all around Dominique, they had to understand. I don't know if they even mentioned Spud in there and John Battle, two guys. Tree? That were, a tree. Well, he wasn't in that young group. Tree was in the group, but not in that young group that I was just trying to show there how many young guys we had. Tree understood. Tree was a veteran guy. Tree had played with great players. John Drew was there, you know, Dan Roundfield, Eddie Johnson. Right. Well, guys that had played with trees, but this young group, that was the one. I, uh, they were the ones I was concerned about. Interesting. Do they get it? Do they understand? It's not Neek trying to be a star and shutting you guys out. It's Neek doing his thing. It's going to help all of us. We all want Neek to do well. If he takes a bad shot, let me handle that. Let me get mm. him on the side. Let me get him the next day of practice when we do the film session. You guys understand what he's going to do for us and help and take us. And I don't think any of them after game seven against Boston and he went for what was 47 or whatever it was. I don't think any of them had any complaints with Nick shooting the ball that night. And is that the challenge for JB when they get to the playoffs, just to make sure everybody understands, Hey, this is, this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to try to advance. It's how we need to advance. I, I could be wrong. I'm not in the locker room, but I don't, see any selfish guys on this Cleveland team. I think JB's message was delivered in the beginning or a year ago that carried forward. And when Donovan Mitchell came in, I think he came into a locker room filled with guys that are say, hey, we're all, we're all in this thing as one. And welcome 
we welcome you and your ability and what you can do on the floor to help us win. Tell us what we can do to help you and how you want to play the game and let's you'll move forward together. I don't I don't see that one guy that's trying to cause a problem. That one guy feels he's competing against Donovan because to me that one guy would be Darius if anybody you know, was going to say, yeah, I, I got to get my points if he's getting his points. It's not like that. It's not what it's about. They they like each other. They, they're they a bonded team right now trying to do the same thing, accomplish, get a championship. One thought, NBA schedule, Mike, as these teams are closing things out, you're getting ready to do another game, Clippers against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Cavaliers are getting ready to play the Brooklyn Nets again. Cavs have had this happen a, a couple of times with Miami and then with Charlotte. Now with Oklahoma City, they have it coming up against Orlando. Clippers have it now with the Thunder. They had it with the Thunder back in October, but they also have it coming up against Memphis next week. Do you like the idea of back-to-back games against the same opponent in the same city? It, it has kind of a baseball feel to it to me. I kind of like it, and it, you know, it saves money. It can't That can't hurt. But I wonder from a basketball standpoint, do you like it and does it work? It's a good question, Jeff, because I have never coached through this, but this is what's happening nowadays. I'm sure the NBA is going to look at this. And in the end, I think it's going to be very interesting when the records come out, you know, what the visiting team did and what the home team did on these two games in a row against the same opponent type thing. But it does say money expenses obviously it does save on travel it cuts in uh, and allows you a little bit less preparation time because you're playing the same guys you put your first game plan together so now you tinker with that change whatever you didn't like out of the first game plan would would either cause you to you know to lose you'll probably make more adjustments than if you win in the first game you try and do the same things you did and some nights you know you just can't make a shot so the game plan was right, and and that's what happened to us way back with the Hawks when we played Boston in that playoff series. We lost the first two games. They were very close for a lot of the game. But when you look at the scores at the end, I can't remember exactly, but it was like 16, 18-point losses. And I'm sure people looked at that and said, wow, they got blown out in those two. We didn't change a whole lot in our game plan. We just made – some bad decisions right before the end of the first half, which let them get a couple quick baskets on us to open up what was a two- or three-point game. And then we didn't make some shots that we can make. And we did not defend the three-point line. That was one of our points of emphasis. So we didn't change a whole lot in the game plan. But going into game three in our building, we did defend the three-point line. We, we did make good decisions right before halftime. We shot the ball better, and all of a sudden we win game three, game four, and game five. And now we're up 3-2 in the series. So it's that series back-to-back thing, I don't know if I have a, a definite yes or no, I like it or not. Let me get through this season, come back to me later, okay? I like that idea. We'll do just that. Maybe in an upcoming basketball goal. Thanks for listening, everybody. He's Mike Fratello. I'm Jeff Phelps. We'll catch you next time right here on Basketball Gold. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.